What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was a bit of a, a, a story last summer about a draftee who did not sign. We we're talking about Kumar Rocker. The Mets selected him with the number 10 overall pick last summer. He ultimately did not sign. And it was because they couldn't reach an agreement after they saw his medicals. The Mets saw something they didn't like with his, you know, with it, with his medical reports, and they decided they weren't going to sign him. And no one really knows exactly what the Mets saw, but you know, it's it's a it, it was a big story. It was a big story. I did a video on this at the time. You can go check it out on my YouTube channel. But Kumar Rocker, the news now is that because he's looking to re-enter the draft. You know, he, it's one of those weird things where if you don't sign with a team, you're just kind of independent. You know, you're not a free agent. You're just there. You can re-enter the draft the following year. You can choose to work out on your own or you can go sign, you know, in, in another country or something like that or play independently. Well, that that's the that's the rumor now with Kumar Rocker that he might play independently baseball before re-entering the MLB draft this year. So let's let's back it up a little bit. So for, for those who didn't know, prior to the 2021 season, Kumar Rocker and his teammate Jack Leiter were both among, they were among the names to be considered for number one overall, both pitchers at Vanderbilt. Jack Leiter ended up, I believe he went number two overall, but Rocker fell to 10. And this is largely because of, you know, like I said, the question marks. He started the season off really well at Vanderbilt and his velocity was really good, you know, sitting mid nineties. But by the time the season ended, he lost a few ticks on a fastball, you know, sitting in the low nineties and people were wondering, you know, was this due to an injury or something? And the way it works is that every team that was interested in him, you know, they had the opportunity to, or they offered him the opportunity to go through a physical, get a physical exam before the draft, but he declined it. He declined that, you know, a lot of players do decline it, but he declined it, meaning that teams who wanted to draft him were going to have to do so blindly. And, you know, they, the Mets did that, and then they did his physical, then they realized that, you know, they didn't want to pay him that money. So, basically, Kumar Rocker's slot value was $4.7 million, and the Mets were preparing to give him $6 million. But then as, you know, as the deadline approached, they just pulled it all together. They, they pulled it all together. You know, a contract was never finalized, and he went unsigned. And as compensation, so that's the thing that's rough for these players, is that the team that picks them and chooses not to sign them can get compensation. The Mets received the number 11 pick in this year's draft, but Kumar Rocker gets nothing. You know, that's, that's kind of a, a, rough, a rough situation. It's a bitter pill to swallow. So... Whatever it was that triggered the Mets' concerns, it hasn't really resulted in any major physical setbacks for him since the draft. I mean, at least not publicly known. And Kumar Rocker's advisor at the time, who was Scott Boris, he said that, you know, an independent medical review by prominent baseball orthopedic surgeons have proven to be healthy. And there's no indication that surgery was ever required. And... He's not, I mean, he could have decided to go back to Vanderbilt for his, for his senior year, but he's, he's not back in college. So, I mean, his path back to the draft is uncommon, but it's not unheard of. You know, back in 2005, Luke Hochaver, 
he chose not to sign with the Dodgers after they picked him number 40 overall. He went on to pitch in, in independent league baseball in the spring of 2006, and then the Royals selected him with the number one overall pick. A similar scenario unfolded with the right-handed pitcher Aaron Crow, who didn't sign with the Nationals after he was picked ninth overall in 2008. He signed with an independent league team, and then he was picked 12th overall by Kansas City in 09. And then if you go back to 1997, J.D. Drew, you know, an outfielder, obviously, you know, we know him. He followed the indie ball path similarly. And then more recently, you have Carter Stewart in 2018. So this was an interesting one. You know, he failed to come to an agreement with the Braves after they picked him eight overall. He went overseas to Japan and just signed a six-year contract worth more than $7 million. And yeah, I mean, he's pitching in Japan as a pro now, and he, he could, at the end of that contract, come back to North America and potentially, you know, sign a free agent deal and just go right to the big leagues. At least when you think of it financially, he's he's probably making more than he would have had he stayed in affiliate ball, you know, trying to project for how long it would have taken him to make the major leagues and whatnot. So we don't really know how it's going to work out with Kumar Rocker, but signs are pointing, pointing to him throwing in you know, independent league baseball this year. But if he pitches on that circuit, you you will definitely be sure that all eyes will be on him. And the radar gun's going to be on him. They want to see how his velo is holding up. As long as his stuff looks similar to his Vanderbilt days, he will be picked in the first round. I mean, he was dominant for Vanderbilt in 2021. He, he was really good. I mean, you're looking at a guy with, I guess, when his velo is on point, it's a plus fastball that can reach the upper 90s, and a plus-plus slider. It's, that's his out pitch right there, that slider, and also an average or better changeup. So we'll see what happens here, but word on the street is that Kumar Rocker might be might be pitching with an independent team before re-entering the 2022 draft. And th- this is actually, this report is coming from his former college coach, Tim Corbin. So obviously that's someone who, who presumably has a very good relationship with Kumar Rocker. So in other news... Very minor piece of news, but I will mention it because anything really matters nowadays. We'll, we'll take what we can get. So minor league baseball announced this morning that the Triple A schedule will be expanding for 144 games to 150 games this year. And that's only a six-game difference, but it's designed to help Triple A better align with the major league season by you know delaying the end of the minor league season to September 28th. So they're you know they're just going to be right there with the end of the major league season, maybe about just a few days shy. The only difference is that the triple A season doesn't start as early. You know, you have opening day in the big leagues, March 31st, but the minor league season triple A won't start until April 5th. So that's how they're going to do that. This is going to put into place the longest triple A season since at least 1964. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Let's be honest. It's, It's really not. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess this also helps the major league schedule, right? Because when you have a ongoing triple A season, that means you can still send guys on rehab assignments. You can guy, you can call guys up. You can use the minor leagues as your breeding ground. But I know that oftentimes when you have the triple the A or the minor league season and in early September, you might have a player in the major leagues who's coming back from an injury who's not able to go on a rehab assignment because the minor league season is wrapped up. So that's where I see the value in in this in this move is that 
major league teams can use that as their breeding ground for longer throughout the season without having to be creative you know, and send guys, they can send guys on rehab assignments and not have to just do like inner squads and, and sim games in, in their in their big league stadium, you know, with bench players, but you can actually send guys to to playing games. So there's that. But those are our updates for today, folks. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.